Welcome to my basement, everybody. Hey, Vic, we are not actually in no, the basement we're in today. We're in a club in New York City right yeah, now. Yeah, I just you used the men's room. The oh, how was here. that? And uh, it's a beautiful men's room, one of the most beautiful men's rooms I've ever been into. Floor? I would not, but there's one no. th weird thing about this men's room. Yeah. No cocaine has ever been done in that men's room before. It's oh, really? It's amazing. You, you brought in the, the dogs? There's a, no, there's a big sign outside that says, it's official, here's a plaque, never, no lines, no cocaine, ever been wow. done in here. This yeah. might be the only one. The only nightclub in the world with no cocaine. I don't know well, that's why. I'm that's sorry. Why the video for, game industry. Is it here. is so strange to go into any men's room. I always think, what what could have happened in here? Uh, what, could, what what sort of terrible well, things have I, happened? Yeah, maybe terrible. Maybe amazing. Maybe babies were made. <laughs> that's true. Maybe <laughs> maybe love, maybe true love was was found. Uh, so anyway, we're in New York City. This is the greatest city in the world, the crossroads of the world. That's what they call it. That's, anyway, that's all in their marketing skews. <laughs> yeah. is. And this city is packed with people. I've never seen so many people. Well, you lived here before. That when I lived here, I saw all those people. Yeah. But now this is my no, first. It must be weird for you, right? Because this is uh, this is your home for many years. Now Vancouver has been your home for That's right. your more recent years. Now I work in a basement. Now you come to my basement Vancouver. to record a podcast. So you're yeah. in the dark a lot, and we've let you out of your hole to walk around the streets of New York yeah, again. How does it feel? This is my first time back as a tourist. I literally spent the night last night in uh, the Hilton. Yeah. And uh, I looked out my window and I felt like a tourist. I feel I want to go to Times Square and it's, buy an Angry Birds t-shirt. It's an invigorating thing you, with the, the bird replacing the heart. <laughs> yeah. Is that seriously, yeah. do they sell that? I, they probably they must, shit. I'm sure. Yeah. They, they're so, everywhere. They have everything They're here. like a, a virus, the Angry Birds. They are. They're they are. Like, it's yeah, it's it's kind of gross. I just reviewed uh, Rovio's follow-up, Bad Piggies, oh, on yeah? the show, and I loved it. Like I started yeah. off hating it. Have you tried it? I just tried it a little bit. It looks cool. I can't wait to play the Star Wars Angry Birds. I'm such a sucker. You've yeah. heard about this, right? I, I have. Yeah. yeah. So so what do they do? The the Angry uh, the you, pigs are Darth Vader's. I don't know. What but I, I just want to see an, an ad at and throw birds at it. You want anything Star Wars? <laughs> if there's a lightsaber, I'm in. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I so, can't wait. So we're in New York for New York Comic Con. Yep. We're heading over to, as they say, it's the con. It's been a while that, since I've been here. It's been a while, and I yeah. I love this city. Well, this I is where we met. Loved, yeah, I know. We used to shoot here all the time. This is we were <laughs> coming like, to New York. It's like sleepless in Seattle. Meet me at the top of the Empire State <laughs> Building. Well, then, we were in New York, and I, I we had to get some reviews shot and. Uh, I had to find a guest reviewer because Tommy was, you know, filtering out of the show at that. that and point. I was we like, a lot of episodes to your, make. your backup of a backup of a backup. Well, I knew that there was Suddenly. this dude named Scott because I've met you at an event in uh, yes. Foster City or, or San Francisco. No, it was, or it was E3. E3. It was okay. a THQ party okay. up in the hills, up okay. in the Hollywood Hills. It was in some fancy house. Okay, I remember and I looked that, across yeah. the room and I said, there's that guy who I've seen on television before. He's right. got the face, he's got the voice, right. he's got the hair. Yeah, keep it coming. This is good. <laughs> this a, is good. And then I walked right up to you and I said, Vic, I love your show. I, I was pretty gassed up that night. That was yeah. back when I used, still used to fuel, fuel at the fueling station a lot. Yeah. And I said, Vic, I love your show, but that guy you do the show with, is awful. Get him off. I want him. I want him gone. That's and you not laughed. Nice. And it wasn't nice, uh, you know. But it was true. That's, and it that's came what from an honest place. That's what you say when you're gassed up. <laughs> I do get. I do get a little punchy when I'm gassed up. Yeah. And well, so it was, I remembered I re that. And I, uh, I, you know, you always made me laugh at these things that we would meet, all these events. And I thought, okay, well, I'm going to reach out to this guy and see if he wants to give uh, guest reviewing a shot, and we'll see how that goes. We went to Central Park. Yeah. That was our. First first shoot yep. ever 
and, and I it just was great. Had, I'd get and recently you complained got a, like crazy about having to review um, Naruto. Naruto. Games. Yep. I don't know if those were their first shoots, but uh, they were right near the front. You're like, why? Yeah. The, why do we have to review these what, things? Well, not just why do we have to do? How do we do it? How do yeah. I play this shitty game? Yeah. And uh, I just remember you looked at me, and you just your eyes looked into my eyes, and you're like. Sometimes, my friend, that's the job. That's the job. And I never forgot those words, and that's become sort of a, a mantra for whenever we have to eat a big shit sandwich. We have to tell people whether these games are good. Or, or movies or whatever. Yeah. You know? There's Anything. a responsibility yeah, no, here. Sometimes every... they surprise you. Like Ubisoft's Naruto games were actually kind of damn cool. Uh... And the other fighting games that they made around Naruto, I didn't mind them as much <laughs> as I, I, I feared, you know? coming in as a as a noob on that franchise. So there's a lot going on in New York City this week. We, Always. we have a lot to do. We're shooting shows here. We're uh, recording the podcast here. We're going to the Comic-Con. We've got a special guest this week on the show. Going to be talking a little bit of Fuse yeah. in a little bit. Fuse time. Yeah. Yeah. What what do you uh, what do you think of New York when you think back on the city? What what do you love about it? Uh, you know, I I I feel like I've come to think of New York as uh, as uh, my Mount Everest. You know, everyone's like, everyone always asks people who climb Everest, why do you do it? Because it's there. Yeah. And I, I, I really, I think New York was is my Mount Everest. I, I, I had to come and see uh, see if I could make it here. See if I could get a foothold, a toehold in uh, one of the most challenging places to live on Earth. I don't know, maybe to prove something to myself, maybe to try to prove something to my family. Maybe just, I don't know, I wanted something to happen to me. Something exciting and interesting and I wanted to be in an exciting, interesting place. And uh, I couldn't think of a better place than this. I had no idea what was going to happen to me. I moved here, I lived in a lot of shitty apartments. I struggled, I worked a lot of shit jobs, like we all did yeah. in different places, like you did in Vancouver. And you, you know, I know you've had a lot of experience Experiences, but you know, the, it was it, it was where I got sort of the foundation for the rest of my life. I think everybody that comes to the city as a tourist wonders what it would cost to live here and what what it would take to you know find a career. I think there's a fascination, a global fascination with this town. What always amazes me is how and you know obviously enormous it is, but how much infrastructure it takes to make it work, and how many hard really really hard jobs there must be in this city and the determination that people must have to stay in those hard jobs to keep like we see these cops are all our hotel is right down by the uh by the uh the, the old know, world trade center yeah center. By, right, right, right down by ground zero and there's cops out there every day and they must be there in full force just in case. Well, none and of that it. must be unbearably difficult just to be hanging around and watching, overseeing every person that's walking past this this ground zero site. But none that's of just it. one of a billion jobs. None of this should work. I mean, yeah. like it's it's mind-boggling. Right. It's just the city on top of this. There's a whole city under underneath the city. I know. And then there's a city above the city. Yeah. And there's so many layers and striations of stuff here. That I that love it. I love it too. Like yeah, I, I, I always it, think of Gangs of New York when I come here. I always I love that movie. It was such a weird film it was so bizarre that Scorsese directed it and it was uh, you know it was a crime movie for sure but it just felt so alien in terms of its vaudevillian nature it was so big right and and Bill the Butcher was just such a crazy character oh. that was so expertly performed I think whenever anybody comes here they always everyone always imagines themselves themselves as being in some kind of a movie for like sure. what, whatever it's, it is, and like, every angle you look, it's you're like, a, it's, am I being on a set? You know, and the, and the reality is, that you are being filmed. If you're in Times Square, yeah. there's probably about 18 people taking your photo. I just discovered that person of interest show on the flight out here. Yes, and it's all about New York City being framed and and photographed and 
Yes. And uh, at scoured and email, everything's tracked, and everybody, you know, the the overseers in the show know where everybody is at all times. It's frightening. Uh, but it's a cool show so far. It's like a cross between The Dark Knight and Inception. So in your fantasy land, one day we would take our show and we would, uh, like, uh, like David Letterman, like The Late Show, we would have our own studio yeah. and guests would come to us, game developers would come to us, uh, film producers and directors would come to us. That would be cool. We would live in New York City. We would be the kings. We would probably, be kings. We'd probably have to be... Uh, Ten times the size of the company that we are right now to be able to make that work. Fuck it, let's but, grow it. But that would be kind of crazy. Vic's basement would be Vic's deluxe studio apartment on the bottom this? floor <laughs> of a giant skyscraper. Like, just like the Jeffersons, Vic's basement in the sky, All moving right. on up. You know what? Let's talk about video games. All right, I let's love video Brian games. Let's get Brian on here. Brian, get in here. Brian Algeyer from Insomniac. He's a creative director on Fuse. He's with us. What do you Ooh. think about that? I think it's fantastic. Brian, welcome. Welcome yeah, to the basement. Very happy to be here. Thank you. Fuse looks uh, very cool. It also has a, uh, a an Insomniac familiarity around it. It, it feels like it's ratchet and clank for, for big boys. Yeah, you know, essentially it's taking a lot of the more mature elements of resistance, but a lot of the playful uh, elements of Ratchet and kind of mashing them together. Yeah, and you came off of the Ratchet franchise. Is it a different uh, world to develop games in now than it was when you were working on Ratchet and Clank? Uh, certainly. I mean, you know, back when I was working on Ratchet in 2001, 2002, the platformer was king. And so now we're focusing more on uh, mature titles, something that has... Uh, you know, a bit more uh, of a cohesive universe that we can focus around, you know, one element and really uh, focus both the story and gameplay around. Now, Fuse looks very cool. Vic and I actually just sat through a very cool demo of the game. But I want to talk about Ratchet & Clank. You worked on seven Ratchet & Clank titles. How do you keep it fresh after three, after four, after five? What do you do to recharge your creative this, juices? This is for every sports gamer out there, every sports yeah. game developer. Well, the great thing with Ratchet & Clank is it's a very malleable universe. You could pretty much come up with anything. You could have a time uh, challenge where Clank could record himself playing through various puzzles. Uh, you know, we could have Ratchet going to any planet we want, come up with any weapon we want. So it was really fun to always reinvent uh, the franchise, reinvent each game, and tackle something new. Now, I am a huge Ratchet & Clank fan. But uh, was there ever anything that you guys came up with that you're like, no, that's too crazy, that's too silly, that's too irreverent even for Ratchet and Clank? Uh, there were times where we did, but we always ended up putting it into later games. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah. So you used everything there. Pretty much, they, yeah. You could never top what you guys have done. Oh, well, there's always, yeah, that. we can always raise the bar, definitely. And, and, and that's you, what we do with each game. You and know? now you've got the North Carolina team is working on the new one. Yes, yeah, so North Carolina is working on Full Frontal Assault, and that's going to be coming out soon. And that's How good. can you not be a part of that? Does oh, well, that feel weird? That's got to be killing you. Yeah. You know what's fantastic about it is I get to be uh, a, a gamer and yeah. I get to experience fresh. A lot of times when I'm finishing a Ratchet and Clank game, I'm like, I don't want to play this game again. Yeah. I've played it a thousand times. And I know every, yeah, it's like almost going through your war stories when I play games. I remember every little problem, every little challenge we had to solve. Uh, but with the North Carolina games, I get to play it anew, That's you know, cool. with fresh eyes. Was there a favorite out of the Ratchet and Clank games that you liked? 
Um, yeah, it's hard to pick between your babies here, yeah. um, but I really liked Up Your Arsenal. That was one of my, my favorites. That's where we incorporated multiplayer. We had a really fun villain. That's where we came up with Dr. Nefarious. Uh, and I just thought it had a very humorous storyline. And after that, it would be uh, probably a crack in time. And that was the last game I left off on. And that's where we got to explore the time-based challenges with Clank. We brought Dr. Nefarious back into the fold and uh, really got to kind of stretch our, our wings on that one. And I just love the graphics on uh, all of the PlayStation 3 games, you know, really to bring it up to that Pixar level of experience. It was just really a gorgeous game to, to watch and play through. I loved A, a Crack in Time. I think those are some of my favorite video game puzzles of, of all time. Really Amazing, terrific yeah. stuff. But I, I just love the, the, the lightheartedness of it all, the, the playfulness of it all, and I don't see a lot of that infused so far. It seems pretty grim and pretty dark. This is a big tonal shift for you guys. Well, when you compare to Ratchet and Clank, it definitely is a big shift. But uh, in terms of it having a fantastic uh, universe with a lot of elements, I think a lot of players will be surprised when they see more of the game. Uh, we are focusing on uh, more of a shooter, cover shooter style game. It's cooperative, and it's all centered around this alien substance called Fuse. So I guess we do have aliens in both Ratchet and Clank and Fuse, uh, but we, are, we do have a grittier tone, definitely. Uh, during the demo that Vic and I sat through, a gigantic robot comes out, and it took four of us to take this damn thing down. Now, when the robot came out, I thought, that looks like a nice robot. I want to make friends with that robot. Is there an option in the game where I can make friends with it? In the Ratchet and Clank version, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it was actually a moral dilemma where you have to decide whether or not you want to save the robot or keep him alive. <laughs> That's massive. <laughs> is, is that real? Because I'm getting very excited. I've always wanted a robot friend, and I don't have one. Well, well in Ratchet, man. Yeah, oh, but I mean, I want one infused. One of the though. ultimate robot friends. I want you want, my... you want, a, you want a Clank infused? Can yes. you put a Clank infused? I, I thought that was it's the Clank. Late, right? We can look into Sony, Sony might have a, a small issue with oh, that, okay, especially right. if Clank appears on the Xbox. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no robot buddies. No robot. The... No robot. No robot buddy. I can't say robot. No robot, robot buddies in this one. You yeah. get the the alien gooey fuse stuff though, right? Yeah. I saw the yeah. fuse shield, which was really. What cool. is that? Yeah. Is that? Uh, is it Jello? It like is, uh, no, is, it, no. is it sperm? <laughs> no, no, not sperm. Um, <laughs> is it <jello> gelatin sperm? <laughs> it's actually ferrofluids. All right. And so a fuse combines with earthly material to create these very powerful weapons. Uh, Dalton's uh, mixes with ferrofluid. Izzy's um, is fused mixed with melanite. Naya is fused mixed with antimatter. And Jacob is fused li mixed with liquid mercury. One of the things that I liked about the demo that you guys just gave us is the speed of the game, the pace of the game. Uh, is a little bit different than all of these cover-based, you, you know, sort of futuristic shooter types. Uh, it almost felt a little like an Uncharted kind of vibe. You could really, there was some real acrobatic kind of elements to this thing. Is that something you guys are, are really sort of keen on? You want to be able to jump and move and yeah, whip around really fast? Absolutely. Um, our uh, gameplay programmer, Doug Sheehan, has been focusing on making very nimble characters. Yeah. And so we're not driving like these big tank-like characters around. We're we always- have to slow talk. <laughs> and they got to put their hand up exactly. to their ears. None of that stuff. Yeah, uh, well, we, we do have some moments where they're on comms and stuff, but um, yeah, we're always trying to keep them quick. You know, they can hop around, they can climb. Uh, we're always looking at making the controls as responsive as possible. There are games that will want to play an animation rather than make the game more responsive. We always lean towards making it responsive. 
Now, one thing I also noticed from our demo is, is maybe this is a page from the Ratchet and Clank playbook, but some of the weapons in this game are very playful. There was one weapon that I used that actually would open up like a rift, a wormhole, and suck some of the enemies into it. Tell me a little bit more about that weapon. Yeah, that is uh, Naya Devereaux's weapon. And what she can do is... Uh, so it's the lady's weapon. That's right. There's a lady in the game. I, I yes. played as the... You were, you were, yeah, you were the lady. I was the lady. Yes. You were a lovely Naya. <laughs> and, and so she uses the warp rifle to load enemies up with fuse energy. Are you going to call it the warpinator? <laughs> That's call the it the ratchet warpinator. Ratchet like warpinator? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go, or warpomatic. Right? Well, the warpomatic, yeah. I love it. Uh, but yeah, she can load enemies up with fuse energy, create singularity events, and it'll suck enemies into these black holes. And any other surrounding enemies will get sucked into it as well. Are they going to have powers as well, like psionic or augmentation type deals, or is it all going to be based around the weaponry and the technology? It's uh, essentially all based around the weaponry, but there are, I, I don't want to reveal too much, but we do have some enemies in the game that have additional abilities and powers that affect the heroes. You guys got a lot of... Um, uh, a lot of hype around the uh, Resistance franchise being the Halo killer. And uh, I don't know how you guys felt about that, but are well, you... Well, that was more Killzone than... Well, there than was also Resistance was also a little thrown bit. in that mix, for sure. How did you feel about that, and how do you feel about this being uh, sort of compared to Gears of War? And that you guys are going to be facing judgment. It's going to be coming out around the same time. Sure. Uh, well, I think you know, it's always uh, good to be in great company. Yeah. Uh, we're excited about introducing a, a new IP. So this is something that people haven't really played before. And you know, we're we're going to be uh, you know, mixed with a lot of other games that are coming out, but a lot of them are sequels. So you know, we think that the industry thrives on new games, new concepts. And Absolutely. So that's what we're really happy to. Creating. So, in other words, bring it on, Gears of War. Bring it on. Yeah, we're, we're, you said that. We're new. Yeah. You're, you're old, Marcus you're Phoenix. Old. Yeah, you're old. Go get you. your do rag and get out, Marcus Phoenix. That's Go to your saying. old folks' home. It's time to let the new guys in. No, but t tell the, the listeners out there how this is going to be different, how this yeah. is going to be a unique proposition. There's so many futuristic sci fi sort of flavored and themed shooters out these days, and it feels like the you know the industry is really focusing there's a lot of spotlight on that how is this game going to be a well, compelling and different deal sure i mean the one thing that really makes this game different is the class based weaponry yeah. each one of our characters has a different role in the battlefield so we've got a healer we've got a tank we've got the stealth guy we've got the distance damage dealer and so the team can work together in a different way there are a lot of uh, single player games that offer a cooperative feature this has been built as a co-op game from the ground up okay uh, the other key so thing is... So if you don't have three friends, you're screwed. I'm screwed. Well, here's yeah. the great thing. Yeah. If you don't have three friends, you can use this feature called Leap. And Leap allows you to hop between any character at any given time. Okay, so when cool. you're in the middle of an encounter and you're like, you know what, I need a long-range guy, you can just jump into Jacob and then take out the, the distance enemies. That's or you cool. can hop into Dalton, bring up the mag shield, and push forward. That's cool. That's a great idea, and I'm sure it came from the mind of Ted Price. See, that <laughs> man is brilliant. <laughs> it, it actually did. Yeah. It, you're right. <laughs> you, you nailed it. Idea. It's came from Ted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the, I think that's the one thing that, that we've learned is that... Uh, even though we're building a cooperative game from the ground up, a lot of people do play games single player first, and then they'll play the co-op game later. So yeah. depending on how you want to play, it'll always be that team-based experience. Uh, and the other great thing is we've got a, a very in-depth progression mode. And so there's a lot of four-player co-op games that don't really have that. I mean, you certainly got games like Borderland that do. But you can uh, build up each one of your characters by earning fuse points, then unlocking um, features from their fuse weapons, you can upgrade their uh, standard weapons, and you can also upgrade their own innate abilities. 
This uh, game looks different than Overstrike, which is what Overstrike sort of be, was the progenitor or was the uh, sort of reveal, I, like two, 2011? Is that when you uh, It was E3 on? 2011, that's right. And it had a very Pixar kind of vibe to it. It seemed a little bit, you know, sort of in the Team Fortress slant. This doesn't look like that anymore. This is definitely a, a little more hard edge, a little more realistic. Is that the tone of the game sort of evolving or was that a, you know, you've, recognizing where your audience was going to be and saying we need a game that speaks to this crowd. Why the change? Well, uh, certainly uh, we evolve our IPs as we develop them. Yeah. Uh, Ratchet and Clank was originally called Girl with a Stick. Right. Resistance was a space Scott opera. Scott would buy Girl with a Stick. <laughs> was it really called, don't tease, don't fool with me, man. Was yeah, it really it, called, it was, no, was it? it was. Girl with a Stick. That is not true. That is, that's awesome. It was called Girl was with a really? Stick. Was it really? Well, uh, you know, that was the working title, two cups. but, you know. For a good oh reason, we, we canceled that, you it. You just made my day. If yeah, that's really, if that's really true. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get a racehorse and yeah. call, call it "Girl with a Stick." All and right, coming around the outside, "Girl with a Stick" for the win. Racehorses are cheap, right? Yeah, yeah. We're in television, though. We're loaded. Oh yeah, we are. Okay. So, uh, why so the the, yeah. So then, so essentially, as we were developing the game, we were focusing the story around this uh, element called Fuse, which is that alien substance. And yeah. we thought, how do we integrate this more into gameplay? How do we integrate it just more throughout the game? And so as we started to realize we need to focus on Fuse, that's when we decided to change the name of the game. Because this was much bigger than a team of Overstrike agents. This is about alien technology that everybody's after. Uh, in terms of like how much the uh, setting, environments, some of the fantastic elements have changed, they haven't really changed quite that much. Right. I think uh, what people are seeing is a small slice of the game when yep. they're watching the most recent trailer. That's where we want to focus on the weaponry. But we still have a lot of fantastic settings. We've got sense underwater bases. We've got missiles hidden in volcanoes. Nice. We've got... Still that sense of humor there, yeah. a little bit of that. Yeah, there's a definitely a lot of lighter moments, and yeah. we have a lot more wits and levity throughout the game. Yeah. That's what we kind of count on from you guys. You know? Yeah. The, the insomniac MO, right? Yeah, there. and Resistance was an amazing franchise as well, but you guys kind of lifted off from that. It was really overwrought. It was very serious. The tone was very dark. Yeah. And it felt a little incongruous from what we had seen from your past work, but this feels like it's sort of in the middle. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I, feel, I felt like Resistance had plenty of playful moments as well, like shooting at the, uh, what were they called, the Covenant? No, that's yeah, the that's good for a while. I can't yeah. remember what they're called. Angry. What are they called? Chimera. chimera. The Chimera. Yeah. Shooting at the Chimera. Like you could shoot at their backs and their hoses would fly around. That was hilarious. Okay. Not really the same kind we of We have two very different sense of humors. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, but, you know, essentially, we haven't lost our wit. We haven't lost our sense of style. I mean, those yeah. are things that I don't think we can avoid doing. We're always looking for opportunities to add a bit of humor here and there and, you know, just really have fun with the fantastic settings and characters. So this looks like another uh, potential kickstart to another franchise. And I can't think of, you know, I don't want to speak too soon. People got to like this and buy it. And you guys got to sort of do the business case on whether there'll be more or not. But... I can't think of another game developer in our business, independent, that has several fields. This would be your fourth franchise. Sure, yeah. Uh, Does that happen? Well, that doesn't happen in our business. Well, UFG has, uh, has a lot on the go. Well, they've got their third 
game, but they, you know, not always turn into sequel after sequel after. I mean, this is a that's big true. Game. Yeah, I mean, right. technically, this is our sixth uh, IP. It's our the first IP that we own. Yeah. And then Outer Knots is the second oh, and one. Outer Knots too. Yeah. Can be its own little friend. Uh, but then, yeah, we developed Disruptor, Spyro, yeah. Ratchet and Clank. Still Resistance. waiting on Disruptor too. When is that coming? <laughs> Soon. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, well, listen, Brian has a lot of work to do yes, still on does. Fuse, even though it looked pretty good to me. I, he's still pre-alpha pre -alpha on this it, thing. They, all developers have to say that all the time. It's pre-alpha. It's pre-alpha. This is ugly. This is yeah. terrible. It's pre-alpha. Oh, it is. What they have to say. But yeah. I'm so glad that you found time in your busy schedule to bring your beautiful beard and your beautiful plaid shirt <laughs> oh, down to the basement. Beard, I know, but I'm describing it. It's incredibly well groomed. It looks, yeah, it looks. It has a life of its own. Actually, it's, 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 a, it's a terrific me. beard. You should I can't grow facial hair. Yeah. So that's what it is. That's bullshit. You grow facial hair. I grow facial when hair like a, like books, you wouldn't believe you grow it. Facial hair. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, thanks, man. Thanks, thanks buddy. Vic, thanks, Good Scott. Luck with you. All right. We're shaking yes. hands. Yes, we, we are. are. Can you hear that? That's shaking. the sound of Vic oh. and Scott now shaking hands. All right. You can hear that. Woo. All right. Now we're low fiving. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brian. Thanks for stopping by the basement. Thanks, buddy. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. So that was awesome. My only regret is that I didn't have an eight by ten for him to sign. Of Ted Price. Of Ted. No. I already had that. Ted Price, 8 by 10 signed. I love you know those that. Insomniac guys. I feel a great affinity and, and great respect for the I whole too. team. They're all just wonderful people. Well, we've both been to the office before. It's yeah. such a terrific, it's a fun office. Yep. They actually have replicas of a lot of their weapons in I, there. I just think that, that they... Some work, I think. You, you know, sort of corporately wide, they just are all in it for the right reason. They love what they do and they're, they love their autonomy. They love their independence. They love their ability to... Uh, you know, just dream these crazy things up and build them together as a team. And holy shit, are they efficient. I mean, I, like, how many games has Insomniac made for us? Well, That's really rare. Think about this. They have literally given both of us hundreds of hours of entertainment. Yeah. Hundreds Probably of everybody hours. listening to this podcast right now. That's true. And we so have for another that, Brian that we got to talk about, though. Which Brian now? Brian Provinciano. Okay, Brian We need to celebrate and congratulate him oh, uh, for releasing Retro Brian City. Provinciano. Rampage. I love this guy. Yeah, amazing guy. Um, I'm playing the game right now. We're both going to be taking a look at it on the show. And uh, Go ahead. Full disclaimer. Well, we're... We're in the damn game. Brian yeah. reached out to us. He we watches are us. He's based characters. out of Vancouver, and and he said, uh, "Do you guys want to be pixelated and put into the game?" And we said, "Oh yeah, yes." And so we all signed the release forms. The whole EP and reviews team. So we're, that we're means actually you can be Brianna McIver if you want inside of this. Um, She's uh, a badass in the Grand game. Grand Theft Auto meets uh, Mario. She has a rocket launcher. It's just it crazy. Just levels. Sit. No, I don't know. I don't know if the characters have different. Yeah, no, they different it's abilities. Mass murder. Mine would, mass pixelated murder Mine would just direction. be farting all over the whole well, city. Well, I think we just Fart our clouds. skins. I don't think we... Uh, okay. It's like, yeah, they just put our I'll, masks over top of these things. Okay. And and so we have little pixelated heads that you can go into uh, to face our us. It's like a plastic surgery joint. Right. And uh, become one of our... One of us. So it could be like, we could be like face-off. I could be you and you yeah. could be me. We could switch faces in yeah. the game. And then when you get into the game, you're just a pixelated little dude. But the likeness of me is uncanny. You know what? There are some <laughs> cynical <laughs> listeners out there who are going to say, hey, you guys are actually in this game. How can you review this thing objectively? Can uh, we review that, it objectively? Yeah, we, I mean, we, we've been in this business for so long and we have so many relationships and we've done these making ofs and behind the scenes and all that stuff and a, it, right from the very beginning one of the first people that I talked to in the video game space uh, at EA actually was running the studio there I, you know I, I explained to him that we're part of our show at the time reviews on the run was just a part of Electric Playground 
we're going to be reviewing these things and we're going to be completely objective about our opinions on them. We're going to say exactly how we feel about them. And we may not like a lot of your stuff. And he said, that is what we want you to do. We, we are not doing us a service or the industry any favors if you are holding back whatsoever. You tell us how you feel about these things. That's the only way we learn and we get better. And I think any game developer worth his salt knows if they've made a, a game that's going to disappoint people or, or they're disappointed in and they want honesty from us so no matter what if brian if you know we're not ready to review this game but if we have issues with it and brian knows yeah, this knows, yeah. we're going to not pull any punches yeah, we're going to tell sure. you about the, them. our ultimate allegiance is to you to the listener well, it's and to ultimately us. to the viewer we have to live with us we have to be you know, true to ourselves, you know, and like we have to feel good about what we're signing our name to. That I, said, I love Ted Price so much. Any game that he makes and puts his nine name out on, of ten, nine right, out of ten, right, at right least, from you right at away. least, yeah, well, nine point five usually, you. or ten, or even an eleven <laughs> for Ted. I would go up to. So, but I am looking forward to yeah. reviewing this game and diving deep into it. I can't believe it's going to be a great month. That he is the sole developer. He's yes. in the credits about well, have 75 you seen times. Have you seen the arms on this guy? He's, yeah. he's ripped. Yeah. He's so tough. I know. He, he could pick both of us I up don't and throw us. Makes, makes, I don't know if he got that, that from developing, though. I, I don't think, I don't, I don't think coding making, all day game. makes you ripped. That would be like a the brand new Jane Fonda workout yeah. tape. Well, listen, Just sit in a desk and code a game and <laughs> you'll look like this. Let's get back out onto the streets of New York City. Let's, yes. let's live our lives. Let's get out there and live our let's own get retro out city. Of the basement. Our retro city rampage. Club. Let's get out there. Sounds good. Hey, but listen, thank you for uh, listening. We're on Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. We want to make sure that you know that. We're on iTunes. You can uh, listen to us right on VixBasement.com. And uh, we are very grateful. And uh, yeah, rate us, rank us, uh, we, tweet us, tweet about us. We love you guys. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back soon with All more right. of Expansement. So long, everybody.